A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. This is the Fitwell segment on Money FM 89.3. How diet and heart rate can optimize your workout. And for that, I'd like to welcome back Ben Pullum, founder at Coach, the former professional New Zealand triathlete. Good to see you again. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. But I'm still recovering from that uh, session I had at your at your office, at your lab, coached uh, there at Robinson Road, uh, because you were kind enough to put me through my paces to try and work out exactly what uh, the right training program for me might be and where I stand in terms of my fat-burning capacity. Firstly, just tell us about this test in general. Well, for lack of a better description, it's somewhat like an X-ray for your metabolism. So we're essentially looking at how your body chooses to use its fuel. Body has two main energy sources, fat and carbohydrate. And depending on how hard you're working, your body will preference one or the other. And so the goal over time is to become fat adapted and to be able to become very good at generating energy from fat. Right. Okay. And this is something obviously that you were aware of or became aware of through your competition days. So the test itself, uh, I went there and I was on a treadmill. You uh, put some ma- a mask on my face. Tell me exactly what you did and what you're trying to measure. So essentially, we, we plugged you up to a metabolic cart and we, we put a mask on that was measuring the exchange ratio between carbon dioxide and oxygen. And then as time passed, we just gradually increased the speed of the treadmill from a very slow walk um, up until you were probably at a moderate jog, right? Yes, yeah. Um, not, not that intense, but I think we did about 13 minutes. Is that right? Something just like, under, just yeah. Just under 13 just under. minutes. Yeah, so you had it going and I could see the, the graph going there. And I, I should explain I'm, I'm over 45. I'm, I'm probably more active and, and more uh, into fitness than the average person, but I'm by no means, I'm not an ex-elite athlete like you. I've just been a recreational athlete all my life growing up in Australia. So probably pretty, pretty average. Uh, so what did you find in my test? No, you're better than average, mate. Okay, um, okay. What you're doing, I mean, based on our discussions prior yep. to the test, I, I had a, a feeling that you were on the right track mm. and your test confirmed that. So there was a few things that came out. One, your body is quite good at getting rid of sugar, yep. um, which is a good thing. Um, two, you, I would classify you as a pretty strong fat burner. Um, better than average, like top definitely 30%, better than average. top 30%, would you say? Yeah, top yeah. 20, yeah, definitely top 20%. Okay, okay. Most, most people that come in um, and do the test don't end up at a moderate jog. Most, we stop the test when you stop burning fat. And for most people, that is at a, either a very slow jog or at a brisk walk, believe it or not. Right, right. And unfortunately. Right, right. And you were saying that uh, looking at my test, um, you made some recommendations about the optimum uh, I guess, cardio workout, but also fat burning at, uh, at a certain heart rate and also to do with my diet. Maybe you could explain about that and how that works. Sure. Well, there's, there's four things that I've seen t- that really seem to influence how your body generates energy from fat. So the first is diet. Um, that's probably the primary one as it influences some hormones, specifically a hormone called insulin. Um, insulin's a fat storage hormone. And um, essentially, you, you want to produce as little as that as possible. Um, when you do that, you're able to access fat for energy. So diet is important, and I've recommended that you obviously lower the carbohydrate content in your diet, yep. not eliminate it. I still want you on the on the veg and the yeah. good quality carbs. Um, but like most people, you'd benefit from having a little less bread and rice mm-hmm. and pasta and noodles yep. and yep. sugar in yep. general, um, and, and swapping the, those calories out for some good healthy fats like avocado and nuts, fish, mm. that type of thing. 
The next one is exercise. And so, you know, in the fitness industry at the moment, there's this whole sort of no pain, no gain, high intensity, burn more calories mentality. And while that can offer a quick return on time invested, um, at least in the short term. When in you my say opinion, quick return, you lose weight and get fit, fitter or, you know, in quote unquote fitter. Potentially, yeah. yeah. So, but it doesn't necessarily have any long-term good effects to your fat burning from what I've seen. Mm. Um, you know, I, I always talk about sort of, it looks to me like it's it's treating the symptoms rather than fixing the cause. Right. And so I'm, I'm a big advocate of, of lower intensity exercise for a number of reasons, but one, it's very low risk compared mm. to high intensity exercise. When, yeah. Whenever you push yourself really hard, you, you not only put a lot of t- pressure on the muscles, tendons, ligaments, and things like that, but you also produce cortisol, uh, which is known to suppress fat burning and increase inflammation levels in the body and things like that. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big believer of lower intensity exercise, an intensity where you can comfortably converse, it doesn't feel too hard. Mm. But that intensity... Um, allows you to, to generate energy from fat and get good at that process so that even when you are not exercising, you are still burning a lot of fat. And that is now what I focus my energy on personally. And it's what I advocate um, through the work that we do in our lab and through our training programs. Okay. We're speaking to Ben Pullum, the former New Zealand professional athlete who the founder of Coached here in Singapore. So you gave me recommendations about training, again, that moderate um, workout, uh, uh, I guess, heart rate of around 120, 125, which is, I guess, for me, would be either a slow jog or a brisk walk, right? That would be about the heart rate. For, For you, it would be a low jog. Okay, slow uh, jog. Uh, slow, probably no, like an easy jog. Okay, because this is a big thing too. Like a, a lot of people um, assume that easy is slow. Yep, and that hard is fast. But you can be going easy and still going slow because you're not very well conditioned. Likewise, Elliot Kipchoge, the guy who just ran the two hundred one marathon yep. world record, he could literally be running nineteen k an hour. At a very easy, it's easy intensity. It's yeah. easy for him. Yeah. yeah. You know, when he's running hard, he's running 23, 24K an hour. And so I think that's an important distinction to make. And what I advocate is people using a heart rate monitor because without a heart rate monitor, you don't really know how hard you're working. Mm. And so a heart rate monitor, um, once you understand how to use it and what the numbers are telling you, it's one of the best pieces of sporting equipment, in my opinion, because it offers a form of self control. And let's face it, man, you and me particularly, we're, we're probably narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've been know, competitive people. Exactly. And so sometimes it, it becomes easy to push harder than we should be. Mm. And a heart rate monitor is just a very simple little gadget that when you stick to the numbers that you're supposed to stick to, offers that sort of self-discipline and that self-control that allows you to really get very, very good results um, without putting excess stress or harm on yourself. So it's very scientific. And, and I guess through repetition and practice at that uh, heart rate for me would be one, I guess, run 120 per minute um, would be I get better and faster at that same heart rate, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is the goal. You know, a lot of yeah. people focus on the outcome, which is yeah. the pace or something yeah. like that. But um, the goal is efficiency, right? Mm. So maybe today you strapped on your heart rate monitor and you ran your 120 heart rate and you could run at 630 per K, for yeah. example. yeah. The goal with training is that as you become more efficient at that same 120 heart rate, instead of running at 630, you'll start to run at 615. Mm. And then after another few more weeks, After how long do you think? Every few weeks you're making um, it? Yeah. Like I've literally seen people on our program improve by a minute per kilometer in the space of a month. Wow. Um, a minute per kilometer. quite dramatic. A, yeah. So the other thing was diet. And again, I think you said in a previous um, segment here that talking about diet is like talking about religion or politics. People <laughs> are very sensitive about it. And I'm very sensitive too because here I was, Ben, I thought I was... I was eating the perfect breakfast of uh, organic oats, 
you know, nuts, uh, cashews, organic cashews, maybe some banana, uh, some mango, soy milk, organic soy milk. And you were saying that this is not maybe the best breakfast for me because it's loaded with carbs. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, too, like I'm not an expert in nutrition. Um, everything I know is sort of observational through the testing that we've done. And I've obviously well read and, and speak to a lot of very smart people in the area of nutrition. So um, take what I say with a pinch of salt. But mm. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, but essentially, right, that's somewhat of a sugar diet. You know, yeah. your oats are carbohydrate, fruit most certainly mm. is carbohydrate. Um, those things suppress fat burning and turn off fat metabolism. So, you know, I advise, what I advise that you take on um, switching out your oats, for example, for like an omelette or something like that. Okay. Protein. Uh, yeah. Protein and fat. And, and yeah. good fat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that will kickstart your fat burning um, and see you through the rest of the day. So, yeah. like So that'll help the fat burning by eating proteins, not eating carbs immediately. You're actually going to increase the fat burning potential of your body. Yeah. If, if you put sugar in the body, the body will take sugar because it's the easiest source of fuel. So it will just start burning what you've put right, into, the, right. into the body. And so when you, when you don't put sugar constantly into the body, the body still needs energy and it will look for alternative sources. And fat is by far the best one. So it will get better at that process of burning fat. And as you get better at burning fat, you begin to become better at burning fat at higher intensities. And then in regards to exercise, you can start to do higher intensity exercise, but still maintain the percentage of fat that is burning, which is a very good thing. All right. We're talking to Ben Pullum, founder at Coached in our FitWell segment, used to represent New Zealand in triathlons uh, across the world. So... I guess anyone listening out there who wants to cut down on their carbs like me and wants to go to a more protein and fats-based diet should consult their GP first, make sure it's correct for them, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and I don't think you have to be completely dramatic or drastic about yeah. this as well. Because I love carbs. And I'm, I mean, after uh, my visit with you last week, I'm thinking, wow, here I am. I'm just having a carbs for lunch, carbs for dinner. My wife's making me pasta and, and rice at, at, in the evening. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't really want to be eating this, this, these carbs in the evening. No, well, car carbs are not the energy, uh, the enemy. Um, it it's the type and frequency, right? Right. And so I think most people are just eating the, the really cheap um, processed carbohydrates at a very high frequency. Like white pasta or instant noodles and that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And bread and things mm. like that. So when they're the staple, you just don't give your body the opportunity to, to burn fat. You just constantly in this burn sugar, crave sugar, burn sugar, crave sugar type of process. Yeah. Um, so it but can you be used to be like that. You used to be like that yourself. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I was a carbo-loaded athlete. You drank Coke even, didn't you? I was you? on two to three liters of Coke <laughs> a day, man. I was a Coke oh, addict. Oh, wow. Look at you now. You know, you're, you, I mean, I see what you're eating. You show me at your uh, at lab exactly what you were eating, and I was very impressed. So, But I, I'm a work in progress too, mate. I, yeah. I had ha half a tub of Haagen-Dazs last night. You know, <laughs> I, I'm definitely oh. not a monk when it comes to this, but right. sort of I am intentional. And so I think that's part of the thing. Like mm. most people go through life and they just – they just eat whatever they like with very little thought. It just mm, tastes good mm, so they mm. eat it. Um, I'm not like that. Like I, I am aware of how food affects my metabolism and my mood and my, my weight and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And I make choices based on that. And sometimes um, the choices are good and most of the time they are, but I still have a sweet tooth and, and mm. I will have more ice cream than I probably <laughs> should. You know, I, I think it really made me think about what I'm doing as far as my routine. I mean, I love to work out, as you know, and I sometimes will often will do it twice a day during the week. I'll do my run and walk in the morning, you know, 30-minute 
easy run and then a long one-hour walk. And then in the afternoon, I'll do my 2K swim, 40 laps of a 50-meter pool. So in a way, I think this is supporting my carb uh, addiction because I'm eating so many carbs that uh, imagine if I cut back on the carbs, I think the weight would drop off and my fitness would improve. Well, for sure. But the key thing there with, in regards to exercise is actually intensity, mm. right? Because you could be doing um, a run and doing it at a high intensity where you're burning uh, primarily sugar. Yep. Um, in which case, at the end of that run, your body, your brain's going to get a signal saying you're low in glycogen. We need to replace it. Eat sugar, and you'll crave sugar. Yep, yep. You know, you'll crave something sweet. Yeah. Um, if on the other side you, you did it at a low intensity, uh, a more conversational pace, mm. where you know you're running at a decent clip, but not not pushing yourself yeah, hard, yeah. Um, you're going to be able to get a good chunk of your energy still from fat. And as a result, you won't have that same craving for those sweet foods afterwards. Um, and so that's been an important thing for me when trying to transition from a carb-loaded athlete mm. to um, someone who eats a, a lower-carb, healthy-fat sort of diet. And I know you've given me uh, a challenge to, for two weeks to uh, get, get on this diet <laughs> where carbs are really being eliminated. And I'm going to do that. I'm actually got a trip um, uh, to India in January where I'm going to be in a hotel room for up to a month. And I'm going to try it there because you can get them to cook you omelets and you can get your uh, yogurt and all that yep. very easily. So I'm going to try all it the then. Yes, foods. Yeah, but let's say someone listening out there and they want to try this uh, thing that I did. What can what can they do? So, and what can they learn? Yeah, well, what Jason's talking about is, is it's essentially a metabolic reset. Um, well, that's what I, I call it. It was created by a guy called Phil Maffetone in the US, and. Essentially, you, you really strip the carbohydrate from your diet for two weeks. It's pretty aggressive. Mm. This is an aggressive approach. Yep. Um, but given your results and where you're at, I, th I thought it would be potentially useful. Um, what will happen is it, it's, it's really quite interesting. I, I just finished it myself. I do it, try mm. to do it at least a couple of times a year. Um, but usually in the first week, it's horrific especially if you haven't done it before because you're, you're craving like crazy. Yeah. Um, things that you, you, you know, feel like a drug you want coming <laughs> off the drugs, man, I, I so can you, imagine. You want your oatmeal and your mango like I have every day and then you have to cut it out. Yep, mm. yep. So you strip all that away. And then after about a week, your body will start to transition and you'll, you'll start to feel more energetic. You'll start to feel um, less hungry. That, that's really interesting. And after the two weeks, usually about two weeks, like – you're then in a very healthy fat-burning state mm. and you no longer crave the foods that you used to crave and your body starts to crave other foods, which has been so uh, interesting. Mm. And so then when you start to reintroduce back some of the carbohydrate, your body's just in a better state to process it. And then so long as you don't go straight back to the chocolate bars <laughs> and ice cream, yeah. um, it, it just makes it easier to sustain a healthier diet over a period of time, at least in my experience. Finally, how can people get in touch with you if they want to do the test that I did uh, with the mask and on the treadmill and getting all the stats? Um, check out our website, www.coach.fitness. Um, head to the lab section there, and um, it's called the fuel efficiency test that you did. And it's one of my favorite tests because if we can teach you to burn more fat, you'll not only stay lean effortlessly, um, you'll have more energy. And if you are an athlete like I am, you'll be able to run faster for longer with less reliance on the gels and sports drinks that are not so healthy and are pretty expensive. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I really appreciate uh, your insights there, Ben Pullum, founder at Coachster. I am going to review what I'm doing and I'm going to try and give up my addictions to uh, carbs and maybe- Heal me both, man. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But this has been the FitWell segment right here on Money FM. 89.3.